0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy News Beat stand up here on this gorgeous Monday, May 15th, 2023. As always, I am your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how you doing today it's a beautiful in the neighborhood. It's a Monday. It is a Monday, guys. We hope to make yours just a little bit better before you get slaughtered by the onslaught um, that is coming your way. So stand strong. We'll get you out of here quickly and off to um, your next battle. Um, we appreciate you tuning in. We have a absolutely crazy show lined up for you today. First up on the menu, EU considers formally banning Russian oil flows to Germany and Poland. All I can say is wow, Stu will dive into that. Um, that's via oilprice.com. We love them. Next up, Africa is establishing its own bank to reduce dependence on foreign financiers. I love this story. I'm glad Stu picked this out. So we'll cover what's going on um in the African natural gas markets next. Um, Biden EPA announces toughest ever rules for power plant emissions. Um, I haven't had a chance to read these yet, so Stu's gonna do a little edumacation on me and uh and we'll dive into what these rules um this this latest set of rules are. And then in uh, in in our latest segment of, of Comedy Hour, uh, the Energy Department claims it will seek to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in June. That's according to Secretary Granholm. So uh, we'll have a, a good fun taking a crack at this one. Stu will kick it over to me. I'll quickly cover what's going on in the oil and natural gas markets. Crew took a little bit of a tumble on a Friday, mainly due to some dollar strength. Um, and Then we'll quickly cover rig counts and then let you get out of here and on to your day. But Before we do that, guys, remember the stories you're about to hear are courtesy see the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. Stu does a great job of curating that website and really making it, in my opinion, the best energy news website on the market. You can hit the description below, check out all the links to all the different articles that we cover. It's uh, The team does a great job of maintaining that. You can check out our dashboard at dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all data and energy news combo. Get it while you still can. You never know where it might go. I'm out of breath though, Stu. Let's kick this off. Where do you want to begin?
1: Hey, let's start. Let's go over the pond. Uh, As we fly over the pond to the EU, we are going to talk. EU considers formally banning Russian oil flows to Germany and Poland. The European Union is considering formally banning Russian crude flows via the uh, Drusba pipeline, I again, my butchering of that is probably what happened to Germany and Poland, which already stopped importing Russian's crude, Bloomberg reported on Friday, citing it documents it's seen. So how have sanctions worked for you, Michael?
0: Well, I mean, sanctions haven't worked. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Flows through this Drusba pipeline are currently exempt from the EU embargo on imports of Russian crude oil by sea that came into effect on December 5th. So it's ding, it's, it's already ding, exempt.
1: Ding, ding, ding. So they're trying to hurt Russia, but yet they don't hurt Russia. And this one is a pipeline has been exempt uh, all along. So these pipelines move some product Um, Now, the EU is weighing extending the exemption for the northern branch of the Dresba to Poland and Germany as part of the next rounds of sanctions over the invasion of Ukraine. It flows through the Czech Republic public, uh, Slav- Slavica, Hungary, and Croatia would be continued to be exempt from the EU bar- embargo. Um, it's
0: all symbolic. I think that's the point. That, that is. That, this is the point we're at now with this Russian-Ukraine war. Everything is posturing. Nobody really wants to solve the issues of dependency and, and, and you know, the issue that we all knew that 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 our you know, that President Trump in 2017 or, or whenever he, he made that speech to the EU pointed out your dependency on Russian gas will be a weakness if geopolitically anything ever goes south. And we've seen that play out. So anything that doesn't address that issue specifically is just posturing. And that this is the latest round of posturing from the EU. I'm sure they'll do it because, again, it's just it's symbolic. They're well, already not it, importing via that pipeline. So they're just it's just a symbolic move. It's it's classic politics
1: in classic politics. But what's happening is the EU is losing power. And and so there it's kind of like uh, when a wolf is in the corner, they get even more weird and uh, unpredictable. Well, uh, the EU is a wolf in the corner. Absolutely. Go to Africa. We're going to spread our wings. And as we go to Africa, Africa is establishing its own oil bank to reduce dependence on foreign financers. I couldn't uh, like this story anymore, Michael. I am tired of people taking advantage of Africa. I think that the West has taken advantage, and I also think China and Russia have also taken advantage of Africa, and the African people need to be making money off of their own uh, resources, and finance is the way to do it. First paragraph: The African Petroleum Producers uh, (APPO) uh, is finalizing plans to establish the Africa Energy Bank, aimed at providing financing for oil and gas projects in Africa. This is huge. Yes it the Africa Energy Bank aims to attract investments from countries such as Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, and Kuwait while addressing the fundamental challenges faced by the national oil firms in Africa. This made my day actually when I saw this because the World Bank is just like we talked to uh, about Pakistan. The World Bank is political, and this is a way for Africa to deal with countries like um, Saudi Arabia and Qatar and really start negotiating on their own behalf. They need to use natural gas and they they can't because all the money from the World Bank is tied to green energy. And you and I both know that that's more expensive.
0: I think that's absolutely the critical point to make in this story and why this African Energy Bank is not only necessary, but it's going to really push projects in Africa for because of the fact that traditional financing met uh, avenues, aka via the World Bank, aka via large, large international consortiums of banks and stuff have all pulled out of financing. Dr. Omar Farouk Abraham, he's like the World Bank Secretary or not the World Bank Secretary. He's the APPO General Secretary who's basically in charge of attempting to create this African Energy Bank. He's quoted in this article as saying that quote stringent conditions on financing which doesn't make a lot of sense so he <laughs> he sees that already yep. that hey if, if the world bank's not going to give me money if I can't go to J.P. Morgan, and maybe J.P. Morgan's a a, a bad example because they're they're a little bit more into oil and gas than, say, metric. But say BlackRock, for example, or say any of these international monetary systems, they're pulling out of oil and gas. How do we establish and continue to develop our own projects in-house? We've got to do it ourselves. Well, and the cost per kilowatt hour, you put in a
1: coal plant or you put in a natural gas plant, And it is absolutely a fourth of the cost in order to do it. They got to build out their grids. Yep. So we got to get them cheap power in order to build out their grids so we can elevate humanity out of poverty. Anyway, I love this story. Uh, Any way we can support Africa, I'm all in. Hey, Michael, we're coming back around. To the uh, Biden EPA announces toughest ever rules for power plant emissions. Michael, uh, this is critical because it really uh, dumps into some serious meat in the grid. The EPA unveiled its strictest ever rules for power producing using natural gas, coal and oil that could spur the use of carbon capture technologies. Carbon capture CCUS is not a bad thing, but let's come down to what some of it is. It's over 681 pages. The agency argued that co-firing hydrogen as a substitute for natural gas can qualify as a systems emission reduction. So what they're wanting to do is go to carbon net zero using anything they can Michael, this one paragraph and then the following under it, the EPA recognizes even though the combustion of hydrogen is near zero, its production entails a range of greenhouse gas emissions from low to high, depending on the method. The technologies to capture 90% of carbon dioxide have become adequately demonstrated and cost reasonable while realizing substantial emission reductions. This is not true. This is 100% not true. Hydrogen, in its creation, it uses about four times the amount of energy that is displaced when burned. Um, It also uses a lot of water. Hydrogen, unless it's being made by natural gas, uh, is using a lot of water. So here's this is just a total misnomer. It's going to drive the price for electricity even higher. And it yeah, it'll be sustainable. But the price is, is not
0: there. Yeah. And I think this is where the fundamental disagreement is with industry and then the epa you have here's a quote from the epa spokesperson the proposed limits and guidelines follow epa's traditional approach under the clean air act to control pollution from stationary sources but by this is the important part by relying on control technologies that are cost effective and can be applied directly to power plants to produce co2 that's exactly what we're talking about control technologies carbon capture That's ccus so the question is is that now cost effective? The EPA seems to think so. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I agree. They also claim in this report that technologies can capture 90% of carbon dioxide have become adequately demonstrated and cost reasonable while realizing substantial emissions reductions. I think that's, I mean, we will see. All I know is oil and oxy, Exxon chevron they're gearing up for this we we saw in we saw in the latest offshore um bid that came for offshore oil leasing that is right we had some shallow shallow stuff that was picked up in order to do some ccs by both exxon and chevron we know oxy's big into that oh yeah they, they saw this coming down the pike they're not dumb no, it's a multi-trillion dollar market, and I'm
1: all for it, Michael. The technology, just like in renewables, is not there yet. You know, natural gas is supposed to be the bridge fuel till we get there. 2030 is not that far off. 2035, we're still not there. Uh, In fact, the the EU prime minister said we are stuck using fossil fuels for decades. He said that last week. So at least somebody is admitting it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the EPA has fairly unilateral authority to just announce these rules and put them into it and put them into existence. So it'll be interesting to see how these things play out. I think it's time we get to our comedy segments, Stu.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, U.S. uh, Climate Envoy John Kerry in 2021 said uh, America simply won't have coal on its grid by 2030. The man is a ketchup magnet. I mean, he can't have a hamburger without having, oh, his family is from all the hinds. That's where he's got all of his money. What a knucklehead. You cannot pull coal off of the grid yet. And if you're gonna not support natural gas, we won't make it. The man is a ketchup hound.
0: I'm I'm a mustard guy myself. What's next? Oh yeah. Well, I quit eating, Heinz.
1: Okay, we're gonna go to the energy department. We'll seek to refill the strategic petroleum reserve in June. Fettergram says, I mean, Granholm says, this is a hoot. Um, I think that was uh in uh uh, Dennis Quaid, it was a who? No, Randy Quaid. So Anyway, Jennifer Granholm said Thursday that the United States could begin purchasing oil to refill the strategic petroleum reserve as early as June. And it's at that point we'll flip the switch and then seek to purchase to refill the oil stock pile. They're missing a very big part out of here. The White House had pledged to begin refilling the SBR when oil futures uh, fell around 67 to 72. but Grand Holmes' remarks suggest they will not beginning to do so until summer at the earliest. You know, they don't have the money. Well, uh, something they no don't have the money. To they do don't-
0: it. I don't think it has anything to do with the money. I think it has more to do with they don't have a strategy and they don't necessarily want to be in the business of bond. They don't think we should be buying oil. They, they think it looks bad. I think personally, they think it looks bad politically. People like AOC, the more liberal wing of their party thinks we should, we don't need a strategic petroleum reserve because we have it all in electricity and right, wrong or indifferent. That's how they feel. So when they, when, 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 when I hear this, this is them moving the goalpost for a third time. So that they can put off having to actually purchase it because they understand that it doesn't look good when the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times prints Biden administration purchases 80 million barrels of crude oil. That doesn't look good politically for anybody. It's we go back to the first article we talked about. It's all politics. There's no, oh, what's good for U.S. energy policy versus what's cheap? Do we have the money? You're you're bringing up fantastic
1: points, Michael. But you can't buy it, even if you have it politically, if there's no money. But, but, but Stu, we have, well, what do you mean we have no money? There's no money in any budgets. We're about to go bankrupt next. If they. That's the
0: point. So we're not, that's the point. If, if that's why, that's why when they say this stuff, they're just moving the goalposts, but behind the man behind the curtain the, the, whoever it is, whoever's running the politics back there is like, we're not buying this because we don't want it to end up on a headline. And so they haven't even put right. it into the budget yet. So this is all posturing. Oh, it's below
1: posturing if you want
0: my honest opinion.
1: So anyway, no, we're both saying the same thing in a roundabout way. Yeah, I
0: just, you know, I think you're not going to purchase. They're going to, but they want it to drive lower. If anything, they'll, they'll try to drive it as low as they can. By by by, however means.
1: You know, Michael. Let me ask you this. That's a bit of a th- uh, difference because years, a couple of years ago, they were saying they want the oil as high as they can to make it more expensive, so that everybody does go to EVs.
0: That kind of it's counter- a shift in policy. It, re- it, but you can see how politics drives that discussion. Why oh, did they does. lower? Why did they want to drive oil prices down? Because gas prices were high. What's the one thing that people really that Inflation changes, impacts elections. right away. Gas prices because everybody's driving. Right. It hurts everybody. It hurts the trucking industry. It hurts people who have to commute. Not everybody just has a driver like Secretary Granholm. Good for you. I'm glad <laughs> she got a driver. Um, she doesn't have a Prius, though. No, no, she doesn't. She's probably got four. You know, my point is it that hurts people right away. So, again, it's all it all comes back, unfortunately, to politics. And how do we con, how do we say the right thing, keep the American people happy. But, but, but it's a weird game. It's why politics annoys me. It's, but it, and unfortunately all of this stuff comes back to it. I couldn't agree more. Michael
1: will said, all right, let's go to finance.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that unfortunately we've got a couple things working against this here. The U S dollar rose dramatically on Friday, mainly due to the hopes of, 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 theoretically lower inflation we saw core cpi drop this week that was lower than expectations it, it, obviously we're we're still seeing we're still seeing inflation i don't think that's that's something that, that that you can argue is not there but in terms of that core cpi number relative to what traders thought and relative to what the uh, the, the the fed will be looking at as they go to decide whether or not rates need to be increased or not It's my belief, and really it's the street's belief, that they're probably going to hold off and not raise rates, at least this next time around, and maybe wait till the third, fourth quarter if they need to do it again, depending on what unemployment looks like. Again, we're still seeing very low unemployment right now, under 4.5%, which is a little bit strange relative to where we feel the economy is at now. Guys like Stu will argue that 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 employment number is 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 fiddled with, and I probably agree with you on some on some metric that that's not a true. What is it? Three point nine percent unemployment? It's probably not three point nine percent. It's probably more like five. It's probably more like five and a half. It's not taking
1: that. in consideration multiple jobs, people having to work two jobs.
0: Yes, and, and then there's there's that there's that as well, but that goes into something a little bit different. Say all that to say the reason why we saw the dollar rise was due to that macroeconomic shift. Obviously, as dollar rises, we're going to see oil oil prices fall. We started the day at about seventy two dollars on Friday, traded all the way down to where we're sitting um, here before the market opened Sunday afternoon at about seventy dollars oh nine cents. We'll open just a little bit down seventy oh four, but you know hopefully we can sustain this seventy dollar bench. Um, depending on on you know, we didn't have any bank failures this weekend, so dollars possibly going to be strong. I wouldn't doubt to wake up. Um, as you guys listen to this, seeing oil in the 60s, but um, if we can see some overnight price action, specifically um, from the European and Chinese markets, um, we we could see ourselves in a bullish run. I, you know, Stu, from from an outlook this week on 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 oil prices, you know, I I, I the the problem is we're so tied to what's going on with really the dollar and 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 how every week there is something absolutely new that's dropping, that's impacting kind of the US macro finance, you know, space that putting a pin on where I think prices are going are are tough because it's really a, it's really a day to day cycle and, and ingesting the news again. You know what's happening in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. You know what's happening with supply and demand isn't necessarily what's driving prices right now. And I think that's what's what's perplexing a lot of people. I think it's also important to cover that we dropped seventeen rigs week over week hmm. for uh, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Baker Hughes. I think this is man. in indi- this is I mean it's just one week, but I think it's indic- definitely indicative of people are beginning to pull back a little bit. Now a lot of those rigs are natural gas rigs. Let's be clear, 80% mm. of that is natural gas rigs, which makes sense. I mean, at some point $2.20 natural gas, you can't you can't continue to trade or or continue to drill. It's it's going to be tough to find uh, places that have that. Um, but uh you know, in a roundabout way, Stu, that's really all I've got. Do you have anything more what should people be worried about this week? Um, I was gonna say the border but I think that's only covered by half the news good point Sorry. guys stay stay safe out there um, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you guys get out of here we appreciate you checking us out um, here on this Monday for Stuart trolley I'm Michael Tanner we'll see you tomorrow guys.